recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Zed Games. Hello! We just heard We Hunt by Alexandria Migova from V Rising. Ooh. The hit new game that I haven't played and don't know anything about, but I do know. It's got a banging soundtrack. All the kids are talking about it right now. Yeah. And by all the kids... You mean 30-year-old men that we know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, my name's Hazel. I'm here in the studio with Zara. And Elliot. I and Elliot. S- Elliot cut me off his own name. Oh gets my God. to say his name, but I don't get to say mine? That's fine. That's how it is when you're the boss. What are we talking about today, Hazel? What are we talking about? We have a review of a game. No way. That's new. From our dear friend Paul. I'll let him introduce it when it comes to the time. But we've also got some gaming news. No way. From our other dear, dear friend, Maylee. What a and time. Oh, what a time. I'm curious, guys. What have you been playing this week? Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon Sword, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will get... I will get... Uh, a bad time happening to me if I do not finish it by the time the new one comes out. Um, <laughs> Are you going to get murked? A bad time happening to me. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> there we that's go. one way to put that. Title yeah. the episode, Sorted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing RuneScape. RuneScape? Yes, the new one. <laughs> Wait, uh, like RS3? Oh, don't. There's just I saw all I see on the website is classic RuneScape and RuneScape, and I was like RuneScape. I already experienced classic RuneScape. It's time for me to experience modern RuneScape, and it feels like RuneScape. Um, the shrimp still look like shrimp. The and shrimp still I, look like shrimp. They still look like shrimp, and they call it shrimp instead of prawns. So you know. Well, can't win them all. Can't win them all, but you know, you know what we can win. The news. <laughs> it's the news again. <laughs> it's time for the news. All right. Thank you, Maylee, for this. France bans the use of English gaming terms to prevent anglification. The French government has come out with a ban on English gaming terms, requiring all government officials to use French ones instead. The Académie Française, created in 1635, is an arm of the French government tasked with protecting the French language. The rise of the internet and technology has been particularly effective at sharing English words to other languages and therefore particularly problematic for the Academy. Now the French government has ordered its employees to stop using English gaming jargon, claiming such words act as a barrier to understanding for people who do not regularly play games, and that the French terms will better allow their population to communicate. Some examples are, instead of pro-gamer, officials must say, joueur professionnel. Instead of streamer, they must say, joueur animateur en direct. They can't say cloud gaming, instead they must say, Jeux vidéo en nuage. And instead of the term esports, jeux vidéo de compétition, 
should be used instead. It is unclear yet if the mandate for the government officials will be able to slow the encroach of English slang, but if past attempts to replace le Wi-Fi with its French alternative are anything to go by, the tides are unlikely to turn in the general population. Nominations for the 2022 Australian Game Developer Awards are now open. The Australian Game Developer Awards are a national event celebrating video games and the achievements of Australians in the industry. Now in its 20th year, nominations have opened for this year's event, with 17 different awards available for excellent games, studios and individuals in the industry. Winners will be named at the AGDA ceremony, which will take place on Wednesday the 5th of October, as part of the Melbourne International Games Week. For more information, look to the Z Games Facebook page. Eurotruck Simulator 2 cancels Heart of Russia DLC over Ukraine invasion. SCS Software announced in March 2021 that players could look forward to exploring the Russian landscape in depth in the Heart of Russia DLC. However, this past Monday, the studio announced it had decided not to release the expansion. In February, the studio found itself at the tail end of production on Heart of Russia. We all felt really good about the result. A lot of effort had been invested in making the new region look truly fantastic in the game. We were absolutely sure that our community, especially those in Russia, would really appreciate that. On the 24th of February, Russia launched its assault on Ukraine and the studio put the expansion on temporary hold. They created Ukrainian paint jobs pack for Euro Truck Simulator 2 and American Truck Simulator to raise money for humanitarian aid in the nation. After months of consideration, SCS have announced that they are indefinitely shelving the game to avoid the appearance of tolerance or support for Russia's actions. In their statement, they said, We strongly believe that there is hope for the proud people of Ukraine to prevail and for the suffering to end for all. Injustice cannot and must not win. And when the time comes for Ukraine to rebuild and heal, then we will endeavor to find a way for our Heart of Russia DLC to play whatever part it can in that healing process for everyone. And here are upcoming game releases. On the 2nd of June, Diablo Immortal is coming to PC and iOS. On June 3rd, 10, 10 rooms, 10 seconds, is coming to PC, PS5, Xbox X, PS4, Xbox Series One and Switch. On June 6th, Super Perils of Baking is coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. And on June 7th, Spell Force 3 Reforced is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. And that's all this week in gaming news. Well, 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 merci, uh, Melee. That was, how do they say it, the week in gaming news. Uh, personally, moi, that's I in French. <laughs> um, Le Wi-Fi is very good in here. The, comp- the, comp- the competition is, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> I'm all about the preservation of languages, but... Oh, they take it too far. I don't far. know, there's, some, there's, something, there's something about the phrase, le wifi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, um, 
preservation of language is quite important, but also uh, the way that they do it over there in uh, France, very silly, very easy Preserved to make fun enough. of. Preserved Lang- enough, it's all over the place. Language evolves. That's the whole point of language. Like, yeah, we it's wouldn't like, have what we had without ev- without it evolving. That's no, so like, silly. Uh, we would still be, like if we were trying like oh, I'm going to preserve our, our, our English and but English <laughs> and then it's just like oh, hear thee, hear thee, thy mother has been around. <laughs> English English language preservation is we just all start like throwing old English into everything and no one can understand anything anymore. Yeah. Um, we're just like inventing words left and right and whenever someone's like, what the hell is that? We're like, oh, it's the bit that your arm bends at, that bit. We'll do just a little bit of a Shakespeare just to like invent, like I've invented, I invented a word for the bendy bit in our arm and I shall call it elbow and everyone was like okay i love that the mic picked up you slapping your elbow oh it did good yeah <laughs> um i don't like slapping my elbow so i'm glad that picked up um <laughs> but yeah uh i just think it's a little goofy yeah it just seems like a way to stagnate I'm, the language i'm excited for the australian game developer awards because i can't remember anything that's come out since the last ones the last one was just such Everyone's on holiday. A well-deserved holiday. Look, Australian game devs killed it so hard in the last two years. Everyone's on break. And yeah. um, I could be completely full of it. And there could be like 50 good games that came out this year already. And I just don't know. Um, I do recall a golf game. A golf game? A golf game. Uh, okay. <laughs> there was, there's a golf game. Just, do you just know which one? Because I can think of like three that are in development. Oh, I forgot, but Shout out this to one's Cameron. this one's out of development. It's been out of development for a little while. Well, and there were a few games that came out of the Squiggly River Game Jam at Camp Squiggly. So, are they there we go. Going to win awards? If I have anything to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to single-handedly make sure that they win awards. All right, you're listening to Z Games here on Four Triple Z. Coming up next, we got a review of Card Shark by Paul. Card Shark. Set in 18th century France under the rule of King Louis XV, the new game Card Shark has you learning the tricks of the trade, and that trade is cheating at cards. Paired with a story of professional confidence tricksters unraveling a conspiracy in the French court, there's a compelling mix at play here. The game, developed by UK-based Nereal, who have previously made the Reigns game series and published by Devolver Digital, mixes visual novel narrative style and card play in a very effective way. Games can be high stakes. The stress of being discovered as a cheat may very well result in death. Emotions are high as you play the thief and detective in your conversations. Other players may surprise you with motives and tricks of their own. In fact, when I first played the game, I wondered if I could enjoy it because the anxiety had the potential to be so high. Mess up a shuffle and it could be game over. No worries though, as it turns out, I'm a top-notch cheat. 
Throughout the game, you'll learn a wide number of methods for fooling your opponents, and they're all real strategies. From something as simple as looking over an opponent's shoulder while you pour a drink and using signals to indicate the hand to your partner, to methods of deck manipulation and trick shuffling. All the game is interested in is your ability to set up the trick. The actual playing of cards never factors into it. Stack the deck in your favour correctly, and you'll win the hand. Each strategy takes the form of a minigame, which, with the best to a controller's ability, will attempt to simulate the motions of working with cards. It can't really be emulated though, so while I now understand many theories of card tricks, I'm still going to fumble around talentlessly if I were to try to replicate them in real life. But I could try and learn. The game does a pretty good job at teaching and explaining what's going on. As you do tricks, a suspicion gauge will fill. If it gets too high, your opponent will call off the game, maybe in a violent fashion. If you perform your tricks quickly and accurately, they'll be none the wiser. The balance here is pretty good. The longer you play, the higher the gauge will inevitably get, but if you mess up a trick and lose a hand, that will also drop their suspicion. Especially while you're still learning, you'll find yourself playing very close to the edge. It can be quite thrilling, especially when an unexpected curveball gets thrown your way. There's some great variety to the tricks you'll learn, and at a few points the game will test you by letting you develop your own solutions to a situation. Most of the time, however, it's about learning to pull off the trick right. Story-wise, they do a good job by keeping the cast of primary players small, so you get to know them quite well. As the twists of the games unfolded, I felt it had gone a little too far into cliché, only then to continue the tale and prove my assumptions wrong. I know basically nothing about the period, and wondered how much was based on fact. I later discovered nothing. I mean, Louis XV existed, so I guess that's one thing. Other than that, it's a tale of historical fantasy, of conmen, musketeers, and conspiracy. The style, which is based on the illustrative work of the game's creative lead, Nikolai Troshinsky, is a unique mix of somewhat grimy, painterly backgrounds and lightly cartoonish puppet-like characters inhabiting them. It fits the period and the atmosphere of seedy gambling locations very well indeed. There's been a lot of effort in showing how cards are played, and they've had to come up with a lot of different interfaces to help you understand what's going on. This is perhaps the game's weakest point. With so much variety and differing strategies that also require speed and accuracy, consistency of controls is sometimes hard to keep a handle on. There are some hint cues you can turn on, but occasionally I just hit the wrong button and mess up a trick just because I hadn't done it in a while. But also, depending on your view, that may be entirely appropriate. The more damning issue with controls though, and I use the word damning very lightly here, is that I played on the Switch, and I actually found optimal play involved me switching between the analog stick, the D-pad, and touchscreen inputs depending on what I was doing. There's nothing inherently wrong with me developing my own playstyle like that, but certain actions were just easier with certain inputs. I could throw a card into a hat every time with a touchscreen, and yet I failed the vast majority of times with the sticks. But also in good news, there are control options, both touch and sticks. Upon reaching the ending, the last scene can be played in a number of ways to give you a handful of endings. I couldn't quite find the conclusion I wanted to see, however. I also noted that somehow I had missed one trick in my playthrough. The tricks are collected and numbered in your menu. Speaking to one of the developers, I was able to discover that these two facts were related. However, I would need to play through again to discover what I had missed. The following could be communicated better in-game, so I'll tell you now. 
A good portion of the game time is actually spent being taught tricks. When you delete your save, which is always a scary prospect, you will still know all the tricks when you start your new game and have options to skip all the tutorials. Whilst I haven't completed my second playthrough yet, I am blazing through with all these options. Also being more confident, I'm betting high and taking my opponents for all they're worth. The soundtrack, primarily arranged by Andrea Boccadaro, is a mixture of original and classical music of the period. It's been warmly recorded and offers a great variety of appropriate, jaunty tracks to set the mood. All the aesthetics of the game work together to make a very solid package indeed. Card Shark is a good launching point if you dream of becoming a professional cheat, but also just a tense and compelling game well worth your time. I played the game on Switch with code provided by the publisher, and is also available on Steam for around $30. Also of note is that the game has a demo available on both platforms. Are we Zed Games? We are Zed Games. Where are we? On 4ZZZ, oh. 102.1 FM, or 4 Who am I? You're Zara, the executive producer of this show. Oh, <laughs> whoa, dropping out the titles. Hatsune <laughs> Miku is so talented. Yeah. And I love when she queen. created, I love when she invented Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. What, those, that, that, those songs really hyped me up, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited to like talk about what we're about to talk about next, which is... Somebody. Our first games. Our first games. The games that made us like go like, I want to be a gamer. The games that will made our parents kind of go, oh, we should probably put some limits on these things. (laughs) I think most people who love games for their whole life start early. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I know Ez, he was actually quite late to the whole video game thing. Um, I know that he initially started getting into games because of Overwatch, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which <laughs> what is... A, what an interesting well, choice. Well, okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't all come to games for the same, at the same time or for the same reasons, but I think the three of us... I feel like we all started pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely a baby. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I had two older brothers, so the house was already full of games by the time I knew how to walk. Oh, um, lucky. And hold a controller. Yeah. The thing is, though, that said games were, um, we had a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a SNES um, before I was old enough to use it. I don't know what happened to it. Oh. But um, I've never owned a Nintendo console. Oof. It's um, a big oof. Yeah, it's a strange, strange. People always give me that reaction. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we had a PS1. And... We had some games for it. Um, we had some big name games for it, like we had Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Nice. None of the other ones. <laughs> um, and we had some more lower shelf games, shall I say, such as Croc 2. Croc oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the first Croc. Croc 2. That's, that's pretty great. Croc 2. Um, and yeah, so, so my first games would have been, I mean, I don't know what order I played them in, but uh, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, which I loved and was very bad at. Um, <laughs> uh, um, 
yeah, Croc 2, which is an absolutely terrible game that no one should ever play. Um, Incredible. It's just like a bootleg 3D platformer. Um, I'm going to ask Paul if he has a copy I can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably, he probably played the game it was a bootleg of, <laughs> which was like Banjo-Kazooie. Um, and Roll Cage. Roll what? Roll Cage was a like sci-fi racing game. Um, I've tried playing it on an emulator since, and it looks absolutely terrible. But the soundtrack is hype, and uh, you drive a cool car that can shoot rockets and lay mines, and it can drive upside down on the roof. That sounds wicked. And here we are. Incredible. You know, here I am. It sounds just like Jack X. <laughs> I think it might have been before Jack X, but I'm not sure. It was PS1. <laughs> it's definitely before Jack X. Um, but also sounds exactly like Jack X. It was sick as hell. Jack X was also pretty sick. But I'm not talking about Jack X. Um, if that was my very first video game, um, I would. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that would happen. Um, my very first video game was the first Crash Bandicoot game. And I remember it very vividly because uh, my hands were too small for the controller. And I believe it was my, um, I brought my cousins trying to help me. And I'm freaking out because the boulder is rolling towards me <laughs> and I'm confused. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like learning about 3D spaces on a 2D screen. <laughs> it's a lot for a kid. And that was not what got me into video games. Like, Understandably. That, that actually terrified me. <laughs> I had nightmares about it. Um, and I think my mom was like, hmm, that's not good for your brain, uh, which was fair enough. Understandably. Um, but the game that made me fall in love with video games uh, was Spyro the Dragon. Um, one of my neighbours had a PlayStation and a copy of Spyro the Dragon, and I would beg to do chores for them so I could play Spyro. <laughs> wow. Um, and I have so many memories of just like botching every single jump. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun and it was less scary than Crash Bandicoot. That's Crash awesome. Bandicoot is terrifying it's when you're like five really years old. It's really scary. Yeah. I feel like it's... we've all had that nightmare of being chased by the giant boulder. It's like, because you're like, you're like, whoa, I just figured out how to move forward. Now I'm running towards me. And like you know, not to this... mention all of the scary cutscenes with Neo Cortex. Oh, yeah. oh my god! That's a time. That yeah. is a time. I've, I've definitely had nightmares about Professor Neo Cortex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you've also had nightmares about Professor Cortex, uh, message in on o four two o six two six seven three three. Or if you're listening to the podcast, let us know on Facebook at zedgames.au. Um, yeah. Elliot, what about you? What about I, you? I actually, I played games from such a young age that I couldn't remember. Um, so I had to ask my mum. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, our first console at home was a 64. And we got nice. Mario Kart and um, Ocarina Ooh. of Time. Were our oh, first two, two games. Extremely choice. Extreme good choices. Spoiled. And then also, handheld option. I got a Game Boy Color when I was super, super oh. young. Oh! I know. You're... I'm spoiled. Oh, you know, I, I, I wish I was your neighbor. I, I, wish I, was, I wish I was 
Yeah. See, that's how you do it. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I had, so, we had siblings. I, my favorite game on the Game Boy was Mr. Nuts. What? Sorry? Mr. What? Nuts. <laughs> what? You play as a squirrel. It's a like a, just a platformer game. You play as a squirrel. There's like gi- like giant spiders you have to fight. It's a time. Oh, my. It sounds like a time. Yeah. Holy I'm mo- not sure if it's a good time. Yeah. It was... It was a time very cute though. His little tail like flipped when he was just standing there. It was awesome. Also, Pitfall, which was basically oh. just Indiana Jones. Pitfall. Oh my goodness. Oh, that does remind me of like um, not Tomb Raider, not the Indiana, but the Barbie version of those games. Yes. Like I remember that. So good. <laughs> um, I re- Barbie was my Lara Croft. I was just like, I want to be Barbie when I grow up. <laughs> Never mind that she's like six foot tall and blonde, but um, you know, she just really was an icon. <laughs> so talented. What a queen. What a All queen. Right. I would like to keep these. Well, you can in Apico, which is now out on Steam. Imagine if the beers in the video game could make honey in real life and your computer just starts oozing honey and then like once your fan like heats up and everything it just smells like honey in your room that sounds amazing i think most people's computers are full of dust though yeah Yeah, mine's very full of dust it's very dusty honey honey, but it would smell really nice dusty honey is until um, the ants move in (laughs) but then you have have, there's no bears in australia except for that one not all of our listeners are in australia zara okay what look i don't know that for sure um if you listen from another country please write in on our facebook i'm pretty sure my cousin (laughs) from austria is listening in (laughs) hell yeah um, All right. Well, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> it's been a lovely show with the two of you. And it was so nice to see you again, listeners. Yeah. Biz. Biz, biz, biz. biz. Are you speaking in, in B? Good biz. night. Yes. Night. Good night. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.